Hey everybody, this is Issa Cosette and you are listening to Issa's Way, your favorite podcast that you didn't know existed, you didn't know you needed, but we're so glad you're here. And this week we have a very special guest coming live from Atlanta, Georgia, but you know, she's from Puerto Rico and it's my honor to have Agnes Sastre Rivera with me talking about her journey as a poet, as a PhD student, as a Puerto Rican. Agnes is also the author of Pequeñas Catastrofes that was published in March 2021 by La Empresora. Tell me a little bit about yourself, sis, and what inspires you to be a Puerto Rican writer. Yeah, no, thank you so much for having me. When I started thinking about me as a writer, it started really young. Like I was, uh, my mom, when I was growing up, would read me stories when I would go to sleep. So I would say that she, in a way, helped me gain like a passion towards literature. And from there, I think I began to build my own stories as I would watch TV. And I started really young, like doing comics, um, you know, probably not very good ones, but that's how it all started. And then as I developed, I was really into prose. Um, And I would also write poetry when I was young, kind of like thinking about them as songs, but uh, again, not very good. (laughs) Just a lot of teenage angst back then. Um, I didn't think to consider poetry as something I would do seriously until I until I took uh, Mayra Santos Febres class at the UPR on her workshop on poetry. And really that's the moment in which one, I start to develop uh, a more serious and a more um, personal connection to poetry. Two, I realized that what I thought poetry was, was a very limited understanding of what all that poetry could do. And and three, um, I say this, Everywhere I go, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't know how to write if not for Mayra Santos Febres. So, in a big way, <laughs> I owe I owe her a lot. She and other Puerto Rican poets have inspired me to keep writing, but more than other published poets, um, my friends who were with me in the UPR, who were with me when <laughs> when we used to live in a dorm in in Rio Piedras, and later on as we continued to grow in our journeys through our BA, I felt that I had made friends who were really supportive of poetry and who were also writing at the same time I was. And we would all kind of like go to readings together, try to submit poems together. And eventually we decided that we wanted to share what we had learned at the UPR, uh, what we had learned in poetry classes or workshops that we were taking there. Um, we decided that we wanted to share that with um, kids who maybe didn't have these tools or who whose parents or whose teachers weren't fostering this aspect of them um, or who weren't taking them seriously as writers. And, and because of that, um, and because of like also uh, Mayra's support. And um, I think the first person who contacted us to give a workshop in public schools was La Maestra Gaila. She reached out to us at the be- very beginning uh, of this project that later on like 
was named uh, Fractal Puerto Rico. And we were introduced into public schools. Um, we gave poetry workshops, creative writing workshops to kids in public schools close to Rio Piedra. And that kind of spiraled and it continued to grow. And we went to, and we collaborated with people from like Puerto Rican, Mentes Puerto Ricanas en Acción. We did workshops in the Festival de la Palabra. And then we also did a Saturday programs that they had at the uh, Universidad de Ana Jiménez, in which uh, they were kind of mentoring kids from public schools to apply to universities there. And we also went a couple of times in that um, Saturday program. So really, my work as, as a poet and as a writer has a lot to do with those who taught me how to write and then me trying to pass on that knowledge and like that torch to other people who maybe wanted to write but didn't know how or weren't taken seriously or were just not allowed the space to work on their craft. So yeah, I would say even like, I feel like every time I give a workshop, I feel even more inspired <laughs> to continue writing and to continue like creating spaces in which people are allowed to, or they take the time to write, you know? Yeah, I totally agree. And I'm so grateful for Layupi and many community spaces that allow us to show up as we are, allow us to grow, allow us to teach and pass on because that's the same way I felt when you gave the Armada de Agua workshop. I was just like, oh, I love it. I'm so excited, right? Because we are like inspired by similar places to be able to see the knowledge, see how we are representing our different perspective. I think it's beautiful how it prepares our writing. Um, like you said, how it allows us to show up and take this work seriously. Just thinking about how the workshops that have you have attended and also given um, allows you to tell your story. How do you think your craft has developed over the years? Like when you look at your writing, what do you think has changed? What are you doing differently now that you weren't even thinking about doing before? Okay, I'm thinking about Pequeñas Catastrofes as like who I am right now or who I was half a year ago as a poet. And if I keep thinking of me right now, I feel like I'm still trying to continue developing from this poetry book. But thinking about Pequeñas Catastrofes and thinking about um, who I was before this book and before I started even writing it, I feel like I was... An, Again, I am 24, but I feel like my writing back then before this book, it was even, it was very young. It was very um, ambitious. It was very um, unfocused and um, not very grounded. And I feel like when I start writing Pequeñas Catastrophes, it was part of La, La Impresora's workshop that uh, Nicole Cecilia Delgado and Xavier Barcarcel, two really amazing contemporary uh, Puerto Rican poets, um, were giving uh, the same summer <laughs> that uh, Ricky Renuncia's protest started, right? Um, so when I entered that workshop, I felt like Nicole and Xavier helped me ground my poetry. I feel like I was talking a lot of... Um, I was trying to be personal, but also I was tending to be a very abstract 
so their mentoring in this process in this process helped me to kind of ground my poetry and allow myself to tell the story that is that I tell through the poem so Pequeñas Catastrophes is a very personal book in the way that I kind of like it's an exploration of a moment of trauma in my family it has to do a lot with my father who a summer as he was like going through a psychosis episode like burned my childhood home down and I feel like before I started like seriously writing this book I was trying to find the words to speak about the things I was witnessing within my family and even beyond that when I started writing in Mayra Santos Febres class I started exploring like the dynamics that I was seeing in my family that I know weren't um, safe that weren't all right and I feel like uh, Mayra really encouraged me to start exploring those things that I weren't that I wasn't saying you know because uh, sometimes about uh, domestic violence uh, and gender-based violence is that we think it's normal and then when we start talking about it when we start um, exploring it and sharing it with other people we realize wait a minute nobody else is living this way or and And if people like recognize this behavior, they start telling you, yo, this is kind of like, you know, not great. You shouldn't be going through these things. So I feel like poetry, I've used poetry a lot to kind of express my experiences, kind of study the dynamics I was observing in my family. And when I was, when I first started doing it, it was very, it was very hard, but it was also, um, you know, just trying to be comfortable with poetry as a form. It took me from the moment that uh, my dad uh, set the house on fire that summer. It was 2016, I think. Um, and this book didn't came out until like this year, 2021. So it took me some time to kind of process that. And I feel like in my poetry, I was trying to go through that process and explore the form and explore uh, language. Um, I was trying to portray complex the complexity of it all. Um, religion takes a big part of it. S substance abuse is a big part of it. Family dynamics and how things work in, in El Campo in Puerto Rico is also a, a very big part of it. So dealing with all of those complexities when I was like... <laughs> 1819 it was really hard to kind of find ways to like look for the proper words to describe what was happening and I think it took me all that time and all that guidance to finally arrive into a text that I feel is much more grounded now it's clearer it is also complex and difficult to read you know and I think all of that I'm trying to do on purpose uh, so I feel like For me, you kind of learn things as you keep reading as well. So as I kept reading other people's uh, works, Xavier Balcarce's De Verder Pan was really crucial for me. Even poetry books that didn't have similar similarities and themes, but were dealing with complexities like Larga Jornada en el Tropico de Amarilis Vales Tavare, Islandia de Cindy Jiménez Vera were also very crucial in my writing. As plus Lothar Sayario by Raquel Salas Rivera. So I'm, as I'm reading, I'm taking notes of things that I enjoy people are doing and then things that I might be able to steal or um, like form, not obviously not content, but like stealing their 
their way of writing, their way of connecting with their subjects and their poetry is always very important. And all of these books, I feel, are very grounded in a theme on, in a moment. And I, I was trying to capture that as well in my writing. So I feel like I've been developing that way. And also, just like now that the book is out in the world, I'm just trying to see where my writing takes me now. I'm, I'm kind of like experimenting with um, other forms now or trying to find my voice after you publish in a, a book. And before I published Pequeñas Catastrophes, nobody knew who I was as a writer. So I feel like I had a lot of room to, you know, do whatever I wanted without any expectations. But now people are reading me and now I feel like they have a certain expectation and that's also kind of terrifying. <laughs> Don't so, be, yeah. don't box yourself <laughs> in like that. Continue to explore <laughs> because there's things that you have to go through that other people won't be able to put words to. So just like, you know, these are themes. Yes, we get to explore, but these don't make and shape our lives. And so there's going to be many other beautiful or dark things that we're going to have to experience. And as a writer, um, I hope that you can explore that. And like right now, you know, you're in the PhD program at Emory University. So you have a different way of tapping in. You're going to be reading and exploring with different collectives out there and I just want to know like what are your hopes of you know your writing or your experience of now being in the diaspora being able to grow away from home yeah um, I think one of my hopes and, and one of the things I'm most excited about being now in Atlanta and being at Emory um you know Emory has a big international uh community within their grad students and also in their undergrads so I'm really looking forward to meeting people from other cultures. Um, I, I feel like in Puerto Rico, it, it tends, um, you know, you meet a lot of amazing people, but sometimes you don't have access to other people from other cultures or um, who, are, who lived in other countries. And, and now I feel like I'm surrounded by amazing people who have drastically or perhaps even similar experience to me and how they relate to life and what are they reading so I feel like I'm in a good place to kind of branch out meet new people talk about new experiences uh, and um, engage with other cultures um, and also expand my reading list because on um you know I feel like it's uh, people here talk to me about oh you have a poetry book um you know what what poetry do you read and I'm like you know <laughs> I I basically read uh contemporary Puerto Rican poetry is one of my favorite things uh to read but now I'm trying to you know reach out to other poets um both Atlanta based um and other poets that you know people recommend me to check out I am really open I'm trying to see what's up elsewhere and you know s uh, hopefully be inspired or take away um, some things from that. And in this cultural exchange, I'm also hoping to like grow as a person uh, who is a little bit more, who has a little bit more understanding of, you know, what's going on elsewhere, not only what's going on in Puerto Rico, but like, I feel like that's really valuable because you, you inevitably end up learning more from those around you from what you're reading and and how you're interacting with other people um so I'm hoping that I also can grow as a person and and and, and as a writer and as a thinker 
I'm a little, I'm still getting used to that, hoping like in the diaspora, because I feel like it's a very, it, it seems, it, it also feels like a choice, but also not. And it's really complex to kind of be dealing with being away from the country and the people you love. So I'm going through it. <laughs> and and I feel like my poetry is, is trying to explore now those complexities about being away, but also not being away, you know, in in different aspects like I feel like I'm now in Atlanta but a part of me is in Puerto Rico still and it's you know it's 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 tough but um I'm also kind of glad to to step back um because the island requires a lot from you and being in Puerto Rico is tough because things that shouldn't be complicated often are, and that's rough, you know? So when you're here um, in the States and you realize, and, 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 and now being from, you know, from coming from a public institution as La Yubi, and now going to Emory, that's a private institution here in the States, um, you know, you get to see those differences, those material differences, and it's really rough. Like, sometimes I just think like, wow, if people back home had these resources, you know? Um, how easier things would be or how amazing things we could have we could do like people in Ayupi and, and in Puerto Rico are barely are like doing the most with the least and it's so hard you know so it's no it's no surprise that people are trying to look elsewhere to get like resources like material resources and like um, economical resources to do the things that they need to do or want to do thinking about those things is 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 heavy and um it also sometimes makes me angry but I'm also trying here to <laughs> to enjoy what I can um over here enjoy um uh, the privilege of being here um enjoying um you know meeting new people interacting with new people and and also finding new communities here and hopefully new connections that I can like foster even after I finish my PhD So, so yeah, that's, that's basically what I'm looking forward to. Well, may you go with God and grace and glory and ease every day. And as you continue to find yourself, your community, you know, I've told you before, yes, I understand your heart is here and you are there, but you can't be two places at once because that will tear you down. So like keep being present where you are, keep doing the work. When you come home, you come home. When you're there, you're there. The love is always here to support the work that you're doing. We're always here to support what you're doing. Um, make those connections that you need to make. You know what I'm saying? It's like you said that we do so much with so little. So I hope that as we go and come from wherever we are, we can you know, be the reason or be the change that happens where we can provide more resources where other, um, our universities, our institutions here can be able to grow and develop as others outside and other, not only just in the university, I mean, in Puerto Rico, but other Caribbean and other um, nations be able to advance in their studies and have ownership of their creations and be able to not um, worry that their ideas would be stolen or not funded. May we learn that um, or may, you know, we get the sponsorship that we really need that helps us move forward in all of our projects so that we can take this work seriously, whether it's writing poetry, whether it's being a scholar, whether it's being a medical doctor 
or urban planning, whatever it is, whatever our walks of lives are, you know, wherever we lead that we have that support that we have that love, you know, um, but one way to just honor our journey to celebrate your voices. I know you're going to share a poem with us. Yeah. It, again, um, Ife, thank you so much for having me. It, it's been great to be in conversation with you and, and uh, to finish up, I'm going to be reading um, one of my poems from the, the book Pequeñas Catastrofes and the title of it is Nada Cambio. Uno. Amarrarse a lo fugaz es enterrar las uñas en el vacío, dar sin esperar sabiendo que nunca recibirás algo a cambio y darlo todo. Dos. Yo me aprendí el Padre Nuestro sin saber el peso que llevaba cada palabra que salía de mis dientes. Las decía porque me prometieron que mientras más rezara, mejor estaría mi padre. Así que recé cien veces al día hasta que se me secó la boca. Nada cambió. Rezaba más hasta cambiar las palabras sin darme cuenta. Me quedaba dormida, ya no me importaba. Recé tanto que se me cayeron los dientes. Susurraba, esperando entre balbuceos. Que Dios entendiera que ya no podía esperar más. Tres. Nunca entendí por qué fue voluntad de Dios que perdiera mi casa dentro de un fuego bendito y por qué fue mi cruz llevar todas las cruces de mi familia. Cuatro. Hubo una vez que abracé la esperanza, así como quien extiende los brazos y se ofrece al viento, parecido al salto de fe que hacen las personas que sacan un día para ir a recibo a tirarse ciegamente de un avión con toda la confianza del mundo que el paracaídas abrirá. Hubo una vez que abracé la esperanza, así como sin pensarlo. Cinco, todavía rezo el Padre Nuestro cuando tengo miedo. Hay rutinas que nunca mueren, aunque ahora cambio las palabras a propósito. Thank you. I love it, I love it. And I just love just the act of like, you know, Of course, there's rituals that we inherit and sometimes like we do it whether we realize or not and like how that affects our lives, but also thinking about the routines and the things you'll have to experience as a writer, you know, and as you develop that practice of telling your stories, there are going to be things that change, there are going to be things that you the same, but either way, like, you know, like, Sometimes you may write till your fingers fall off. You may write until you don't even know where you're going or, you know, but you keep writing, you know, you keep hoping that these words will touch something that, you know, your prayers will be answered or like there's hope of a better Puerto Rico. Thank you so much for sharing this poem with me. How were you on your way? I feel like um, these days um, I am putting a lot of little pieces together and finding my way very slowly. Um, but it's been some time since I've kind of felt uh, this confidence about like what I'm doing and where I'm going. So in my program, I've been like making small uh, advancements and I'm thinking ahead about all the things um, that are coming my way and making both the preparations required to accomplish them, but also taking time for myself. I feel like realizing 
last year that I couldn't do my best work if I was exhausted or emotionally compromised and that I deserve to take breaks and you know work at the speed that was that I could give was enough so I feel like that um learning that has really helped me be on my way um slowly but surely I feel that's how I'm on my way right now tell the people where can they connect with you where can they buy your book yeah of course so um you can find me on twitter at egg sastre and you can find me on instagram at agnes.sastre um you can also buy my poetry book pequeñas catastrofes in la impresora um in their etsy store and actually yeah and you can also find my page in facebook um agnes sastre rivera so yeah thank you so much for having me and I know we'll continue talking and um, doing creative things together. So thank you so much. <laughs> of course, it's been a pleasure um, just having you and just knowing you. To all of us, as we continue to move forward, telling our stories, may you realize these little things that happen just make us, they don't break us. So we say thank you for the strength. We say thank you for the guidance. And we say thank you for moving forward with ease. Until next time, this is Issa Cosette. Y'all be blessed. <laughs>